0: (laughs) Hey, what's going on there, you smacked asses? Season's greeting to everyone. It's Dr. Drill with the Making Motivation Podcast. Today's Tuesday, and I've been off. Now I use this opportunity to sleep in a little bit. Had a nice fucking peaceful slumber, nobody messing with me. That's the best, you know? day is moving right along. The week is moving right along, rather. This is Christmas week. So Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to all. I'm sure I'll be talking to you in between. Decided to cut our week short a little bit. Obviously, we'll be off Friday. That'll be Christmas Eve. Thursday, we'll be off as well. So I got one more day at Healthy Balance tomorrow, and it's going to be busy, busy, and probably crazy, and full of Christmas cookies and generous gifts and fun and frivolity, and at the end of the day, we're going to be tired, but we will be happy. We'll be looking forward to our time with our families and with just chilling out. Celebrating. Recharging. But as we have discussed how the holidays tend to be, it's, you know, it can be recharging doesn't always get in there as much. You usually often feel like, I don't know, either too much excitement and not enough relaxation or too much of everything and you're ready to get back to work. How ironic, how counterintuitive, but I tell you, I love my freaking job. I had a little... Uh, a patient came in yesterday as one of my regulars, and he brought his daughter in. Second time he brought her, and she really loves to come to my office. And it really, it tickles me, you know? It it makes me feel good that, that she gets that this is a happy place, and that I'm taking care of her dad and making him feel good. And as I started to... As I started to explain to the young lady, okay, backing up, I take care of her father, and she whispers in his ear, and he's a giant of a man, and she's this tiny little, cute little thing with long brown hair with little curls in it, and she's so, so stinking cute, she got her mask on, and she whispers in her dad's ear, and he says, uh, would you mind, you got time to show her what this is all about, I said, sure, sure, yes, yeah, so you're up next, put her on the table, and Dad was sitting there watching us, it was very gentle, and uh, hit her with a little vibratory massager and a couple of little muscle areas, and then I did some very gentle, not even manipulations, I just, I just positioned her in some different ways, and stretched some things out, and did the whole deal. As I was explaining to her what I do, You know, he's take the opportunity to explain to people what I do. I try to simplify it. You know, but you know, I could talk about mechanics and make the joints and the bones move better, and the muscles, make fine tight muscles and relax them and do all these things. But really, what I do at the end of the day is I make people feel good. That's what I do. I make people move better. I believe their pain I boost their spirits I make them feel good It it was quite the moment quite the connection you know with with these people and quite the affirmation that the reaffirmation that I really love what I do for a living it's fucking awesome Later on, last patient of the day, had a woman who, I was explaining the same thing to her. She's like, we're laughing, carrying on all that stuff, and I told her that that's how I explained what I do there, and how this is something that, you know, everybody's complaining about their jobs. She was telling me that the bunch of people left the school that she works for, and morale's at an all-time low and I said So you know what I never have I, I don't really have bad work days. I mean there are times where like when we learned we had we were supposed to close our facility for 2 weeks due to the early days of the pandemic. That was a dark day. Had to turn the lights off and lock the doors and go home for 2 weeks. That was tough. Other than that, I really haven't had any bad days there. Just like I used to say when I was doing Dr. Drill, I never had a bad day, DDIP day. Dr. Drill Instructor Program, DDIP. I never had a, day, a bad DDIP day. The more I think about it, it's less about that thing, you know, that I'm doing, and more about my attitude in the, uh, about it and the joy that I both give to it and take away from it it's like I do the things that I do with joy with a degree of excitement and I think I do that as a school teacher shit I have done it I think I do it as a cop as a lawyer as a landscaper I think that there would be a whistle to my work because it's me and it's you. We decide the attitude that we bring to a scenario. I could drive this truck full of fucking hay bales. And I'd come home happy, fulfilled. Now, if my kids asked me last night, how was your day, Dad? And I said, oh, pretty good. Glad it's over, because <laughs> it takes a lot, as i described. It takes a lot of effort and energy to do these things. So that was a little highlight of yesterday, and there's going to be more of that tomorrow. Everybody just on the cusp, the energy uh, that is permeating our society right now, There's just people just wanting to celebrate and wanting to relax. It's going to be 95% joy tomorrow in my office. I'm talking about the people coming in. Because for many of them, it's the last day that they need to work for the week. We'll have a four-day weekend. And I will too, so I'll be chipper. It's going to be awesome. There's this thing I should mention. this uh, The holidays and the coronavirus. Obviously, the levels are very, very high and concerning. Um, getting some conflicting messages out there about what we should do. I saw a message from the World Health Organization that said, you can gather and grieve, or you can, you know what I mean? So you can get together and get, somebody gets sick. If you choose to act in a way that could be viewed as irresponsible, by gathering and not taking precautions, people are going to get sick. Inevitably, it's going to happen, right? So there's a risk that we're assuming you can gather and grieve, or you can grieve for not getting together, or maybe downsizing your your uh, holiday, grieve about that, and gather later, you know, you'll be alive, you'll be sick, you want to pass this on to people, but I'm tired of doing, you know, I'm tired of it all as well, as we've gone on. We've gone on, on and on about this for a long time, discussing it, right? I know. We got a little thing with our family. Now, I, I was forward an excellent... Um, it was an opinion piece. It says we should get together for the holidays. Because if you're vaccinated and you're boosted, then there's evidence that if you got sick at all, you would have a very minimal experience in terms of symptoms and risk. And we want to, you know, have some sort of reward for doing the right thing for getting vaccinated, right? So, we should get together, but we should be safe about it still. There's, and I said, there's three precautions we could take in order to be really safe. You got to do two out of these three things. First thing is, you wear a mask. Right? If you're going out and about, if you're celebrating if you're out there doing a friggin some Christmas caroling with a large group or you're going to church or you're going to a party or you're having hosting your family with 20 people or something like that you should try to wear masks or you should try to do it outside in part or you know, secure ventilation in the house, crack the windows something like that Where is that makes a difference, getting air circulating Um, or you should take rapid tests now they're going to be in short supply right now courtesy everybody trying to get their hands on them use rapid tests And the third is that um, social distance and shit like that. So you got to do two out of these three things to make an effort despite being vaccinated and boosted in order to get together and uh, do the right thing and everybody goes home safe. And you've, he, and you know, celebrated. Just fucking be smart, you know? So we tried to implement this in our family. And this is going to be the year because we, we had to forego. Christmas last year with the big with the family, talking about a dozen, fifteen people maybe, kids running around, all that shit. This year we're going to do that. That's our plan. But we thought about it, and as the date uh, approached and the, the news headlines ticked up about Omicron variant, and all this shit, we said, you know what, we should we should have everybody get a rapid test. I have them at my office for such contingencies somebody exposed, somebody, whatever I have these tests so I keep a bundle there I would you know, you can get them at CVS too you can get them at the pharmacy you can get a test in your community and if you got that test a day before the holiday and you got together that's all the fucking that's all we're asking, you know just some sort of effort. It's all we would like to ask of people. Just some kind of sincere effort so that we can get together safely. And there were some people balked at it. We had a group from our within our, our family say, ah, it's not necessary, we're not going to do it. We just won't come, you know. And uh, it seems to be an ongoing thing. So it's just surprising because it's a very simple, safe, and effective thing you can do. You know? And we should do it. So that is a thought right now. We're going to solve that problem. Right now, going to the office to uh, grab some of these rapid tests and drop them off at my wife so that she can distribute them to some of her family members who have agreed to come. So that's a thing that's going on. Just have a great time, get together, be safe. Yeah. Yes, despite anything we do, it looks like this critter is going to circulate to percolate, and we could get it, we could pass it around, and nobody wants to do that. Especially within our family, we've got a couple people who are older, and they're immune compromised. we got one who's in remission from cancer. So it's a small fucking thing to ask any of that shit. Um, You're going to hear a lot about this sort of stuff around the holidays, of course, you know, we got together, but we got in a fight because somebody isn't believing this and that and the other thing, or somebody, there's gonna be some sort of problem, you know? That's the way people are. It's unfortunate. We've had very few problems within our family before. So, we don't want any more. And nobody needs any more stress than we have these days, right? All right, shifting gears now. This past week i guess on monday we lost our sunday into monday we lost a motivating ddi peer stony glenda stoneback so she was a, a little bit of a shy when i first met her probably in her 40s and very sweet beautiful smile very kind very nervous about joining this boot camp program and she showed up and she made incremental progress made a lot of friends earned a lot of respect ran a half marathon eventually and she liked to hunt and she liked to hike and she liked to fish a lot of outdoorsy stuff with her husband whom I called Lunker Lunker is a big fish and I knew all of her children, all wonderful people, good folks. She was uh, a very Christian woman. She was a believer, and her faith had uh, been very important to her over the past uh, couple years, it seems like, that she's been fighting cancer think it was breast, and treated that, did all kinds of stuff, tried to help her, save her, went to the finest oncologists and doctors that our area had at its disposal, which is world-class care, she fought it for a long time, and she chronicled a lot of this online, on Instagram, showed us pictures of her condition and this procedure or this new medicine she was going to be taking and she lost her hair and she lost her filter and started talking and, and calling it like it is and I didn't get every play by play but I've known that for e- a couple years and certainly the last several months she has been on the ropes and she died so cancer finally took her and I hope she's been reunited with her Savior and uh, has some degree of peace. And I also hope that the people that she leaves behind, her family and her husband and her friends and her members of her church and all DDI peers will remember her always. Pause. Break. All right, I'm back from my little break as I was uh, commemorating my friend Stony. She's a freaking kick-ass motivator, man. I only knew her as a um, boot camper and a patient, which is to say I knew quite a bit about her. Um, I came up with a nickname for her back in the boot camp day. We called her Stony or. Um, We called her the Pathfinder, because she loved to get out there hiking, walking around. Jesus. Like to be out there hiking around in nature with her family, so. And she enjoyed going out and training outside, correspondingly so so did I that was my thing I always wanted to be outside breathe in the fresh air so Pathfinder she was and what a wonderful person love her and miss her respect to the family anything we can do to support them in this loss would love to do. I also made a pledge. I always have... I get inspired during moments like this when we lose people. I mean, it's a terrible thing, but I feel like I ponder DDIP and all of our adventures and all the people, the richness of the program, which was always the human beings. It was the people that were so wonderful, so strong, so, that enriched the whole thing. They were beautiful, and now if you look at society, I don't know, it just seems like people are terrible to one another. Were we a safe haven in that respect? I mean, were we, was it really this program, this exercise program, where we worked so hard and there was it was so aggressive with kettlebells and Hitting skills and all these things that we did. These things turned out to be a, a catalyst for people being more human to one another, being kinder, being looking out for one another. We'd see each other in the in the supermarket or something, and be like, "Hey, Stony! Hey, look who I ran, to, ran, ran into over here!" I mean, I used to love that. I still get some of that, you know? So anyway, I feel like during moments like this, during times like these, it makes me want to get back together with the group, start it back up, you know, like, when this shit blows over, when COVID finally blows over, to get the team back together and to to just revitalize everything to to help help heal our community, our world. Like if we had a place where we could train a a local park, um, a field somewhere, (laughs) you know, if we could get approval Run our operations or team team up with a gym that needed us, that needed support, that could benefit from a group program. I'd love to do that, you know. I just feel like the time is now to really take the power back for everybody. On this note, I just spoke to a patient, a friend of mine, who unfortunately couldn't come in tomorrow because um, she's convalescing, and also her husband got COVID, so they're quarantining, and so on and so forth. Look at this fucking long-ass line of school buses, Shit. So, she said, oh yeah, it's, this, this is like a tidal wave. COVID is like a tidal wave right now. And everybody's going to get it. And then we don't have to worry about it anymore. Because, as I mentioned previously, this triple vaccination on top of an actual infection with it, a mild infection for most who are protected, that's going to be the ticket. That's going to free us from this shit. Then we can take off these masks and we can fight about other things. And this person is never going to get out onto the road. I'm sorry. What a friggin' mess it is out here on these highways right now. Local roads. Finally, I'd like to talk about my dog a little bit more. I just cut a little video I'm going to share in a little bit. Momi, Sophie. She got friggin' breast cancer. She's all fucked up with that. She's, it's trying to rob her of the spring in her step, you know. It's probably, probably trying to take her life force. And I look at this dog with her sad gray eyes or white muzzle. Droopy eyes and her friggin tumors down in her lower belly. We're always looking at them and monitoring them for size and and her for any pain, and you can tell that it's really affecting her quite a bit. She's old, and dogs don't live forever, nor do people for that matter. But I mean, good 11, 12 years with a Labrador Retriever—that's been a full life. She's an octogenarian essentially. I took her down the creek earlier. We went out to the yard and I was, I've been just laying in the cold grass with her recently. She did that for a few minutes and then took a couple pictures with us, with, with her. How the hell is this person expecting to get out? This is a shit show. kids are getting out of school, you know? I made a mistake coming this way. <laughs> so it took mommy down the creek and she took her big old shit. So i going to let this person in. Go, fucker. She retrieved the stick and her eyes lit up just like they always did. Just on her strongest day. Same as her weakest. Her eyes come alive and she gets a little bit of a, that look of hesitate of uh, anticipation. You know, I threw this big, rotten, fucking tree limb out there. out into the creek, the banks of which were all frozen over. It's winter. She ran without hesitation out into that creek, swam, picked up this gigantic limb, hoisted it between her teeth, and paddled for the shore, and then came up and laid down in front of it, with it in front of her, rather, and chewed that fucking stick up chewed the ends off of it, the rotten ends, shook her head, choked on a few of them briefly. And that was quite the experience. That's how I started my day. I got my chainsaws in the back. I was hoping to go over and knock out a couple hours of carving. I don't think I am. I think I'm going to freaking call it a day. Head home and knock out some other things. Anyway, I got a lot of my mind as the holidays fast approach. And we discuss all of these things, getting together, doing so safely. Celebrating the things and, and especially the people that matter. Counting our blessings. Being appreciative of our time on this earth, however short it is. And just taking the best of it, man. Taking this life, this world, for the best. For all that we can. That's an awesome thing to do. The notion that we can do that. That we can choose to enhance our life and to improve our lives. And to do the right thing and to be kind to one another. And and all that happy horse shit, man. We can do it. If this, week, if this year sucked and if you got COVID or you are down on your luck or you're just not happy, tomorrow can be better. Next year can be better. You can extract more joy from the next 365 days than you have in the year previous, than you have in your life up to this point. How awesome is that, that just by will and work, you can decide to transform it all. (laughs) May we all, through our will and the work, And with a little help of our friends and from our friends and family, may we accomplish everything we set out to, all of our dreams and aspirations. May we be on an endless journey to pursue them and adjust on target. We are not going to hit those goals predictably. or directly, or anything. We gotta fucking continue to drive on, man. Continue to fight the fight. And to make our peace with our efforts. Be satisfied with them. Try again, you know. Sleep well at night knowing that tomorrow you're gonna do the right thing. And you're gonna account for your losses and your mistakes that you're inevitably gonna make along the way. To me that's what that's what Christmas is about. That's what these holidays are about. It's like we've busted our fucking ass at school, at work, in life, in relationships. We've had the ups and downs. You've had this fucked up pandemic that while it could have been worse, it's really, really fucking boogered our society up. It's really hampered us. And we still have all the other bullshit obstacles, negatives that occur, that exist. But if you look at us, if you're still here, if you're still trying, you're still working hard, personally and professionally, supporting others, at the end of the day, what else can you have? This is a fucking journey, man. This is a struggle. The graph rises, the graph's going to fall. You're going to be down on your luck. It's an opportunity for you to fucking use that loss as a springboard to have a comparative success. It's so wonderful that we can all do that. And that's what, you know, we talk about the winter solstice and some of those um, pagan winter rituals, precursors to Christmas, such as Saturnalia. Yule. This is the time where the days started to get longer. You know, that point in time in the winter, the tipping point whereby the longest days or the longest nights of the year are over, and they're going to be switching off with the longest days. Days are going to be get progressively longer. That means, yes, we're in the, we're still in the winter. Yes, it's cold and dark and it sucks, and, but we're going to enjoy ourselves. And we're going to harvest the, the feasts, the, the bounty that we grew all season, that we raised, all the hard work that we did. Now, it's a lot more town time, a lot more time to sit in the house, historically anyway. Sit around the house, freaking fool around, or freaking masturbate, whatever you like to do. Drink some frickin', drink your fill, eat like a frickin' champ, hibernate a little bit, because that spring is coming. Those days are going to get longer and brighter. And so shall we? Shall we kick ass and take names? Shall we build a better mousetrap? Shall we strive to be better and better as the days and minutes and fucking hours progress? I think we shall. I think we should. I wish you would. Right? join me, motherfuckers. Let's finish off this day, somehow get through this goddamn four-way stop up here, as all the kids get let off from school. And call it a fucking day. Tomorrow we do battle, and then the rest is that march towards the end of the year. Celebrate well, I love you all, and I'll talk to you soon.